All good? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Three, two, one. Damn. Salo falava kiora malolele aloha pulavinaka fakalo falahia tu kiorana and what's good, fam? This is DJ Waves and Nons, and we are the Uso Table Talk podcast. Unfortunately, uh, our Usos can't be here right now. Frosty's in uh, quarantine. Yeah, and Broly's at home. Pretty much, yeah. With his mom doing something else. We love you, so. We love you, man. We love your mom too. She's very awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Bella Vista Hotel. Thank shout you so, out, so much out. for letting us use this space. We appreciate you guys so much. We appreciate you so much. So be sure to keep uh, checking us out on our uh, Insta, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube as well. So uh, yeah, be sure to like, subscribe, do it, do whatever you guys want to do. Um, right. But yeah, we're basically also table talk. Yeah. Mm. Basically, we're just a group of Usos. We yeah. Obviously, if this is your first time on here, mm-hmm. uh, we're just a bunch of Usos who gather around the table, talk about realities, talk about anything that we feel um, needs to be talked about. And that's our heart, man. That's our heart. So, obviously, we have a special guest with us with us here. Yeah. Uh, we have actor, director, Woo! dreamer, and a pioneer. Sophia Pelesasa, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Usos. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Those were some words, man. I feel um, overwhelmed by it. Nah, bro. bro. We've been following your journey for a while now, so. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, well, thank you so much. With us here, bro. Morgan, thank you so much for calling us in and letting us talk, tell our story. And, <laughs> and yeah, well, thank you for inviting me to this space yeah, uh, where man. I'm completely underdressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we know the film. Every, oh, yeah. every time we're back. Oh, yeah, I felt like I was coming to do something uh, naughty. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> So if you don't know, basically Bella Vista is like a really poshy um, pub. So kind flash. Of thing. Yeah, it's very bougie. Yeah. Uh, and you just picture, imagine like us islanders just rocking up how we did. Oh yeah, I, I look like I was coming to work. <laughs> Same, man. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much again for, for joining us. So what have you been up to, bro? What's, what's the go? Like, you been oh, busy? Yeah, man. I, I feel like the last few months have just kind of been condensed into one yeah. very long year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just in post, post-production, post we mm. made some cool little projects and they dropped, the first one drops in like nine days. So we've been mm. just wow. busy pumping some stuff out, telling some stories from the West. And so what's the name of that, what's the name of that project? Uh, so uh, the first one that drops in nine days is called Parramatta. Yeah. Uh, so that drops on the 14th wow. of December. Shout out to Parramatta. Oh, <laughs> come on. Um, and then we have another one called Daily, which uh, pumps out on the 4th of January next year. But, um, nice. We, we screened them both next weekend at a private screening. So Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're against the clock, but um, yeah, 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 it's going to be good, bro. Yeah, the fact that um, even like the restrictions as well been lifted. So yeah, yeah. You know what? Funny, you know what? Funny story is that we have two screenings. We split them because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And then they lifted the restrictions. Mm. So um, shout out to our premier. Thank shout you so out. much for huh. for that uh, inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. But honestly, like. I, I hate to be that kind of guy who starts a conspiracy, but I really feel like I just was not. <sighs> I was like, there's no difference. That's a hot teller right there. <laughs> right, that's, <laughs> a, that's a hot teller. Well, you know what? I'm not a conspiracy person, but the more I think about the COVID thing, the more, the I, more you become. Like, I, I don't want to question it because obviously, you know, it's to people it's real. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like life has just sort of resumed for a lot of us. Like when they lifted the restriction, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, people have been living their life yeah, sort of normally anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Hard. I don't know. I mean, we're still going down to Plumpton Shopping Centre like yeah. oh, nothing yeah. happened. Plumpton, but Plumpton is the place to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Plumpton. Shout out to listening in, man. Yeah, yeah. Mad love for you all. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, honestly, like, um, something we've been we've been following like your Insta now and just like a little bit of your story and your journey, probably for since like not even that long to be honest. Yeah. Mm. And I think the one thing that really drew me to to having you on was just. Bro, like, I just see your work ethic and I see that you're a dreamer. I see that you're doing so many things. I actually seen you on um, the CIS show. That was my first time ever seeing you uh, um, in, a, in, a, in sort of a uh, yeah, show, show yeah. Or, or something. So, like, I'm, I'm obviously, and maybe there's a lot of other people out there who are very new to, um, you know, what you do and, and who you are. So, tell, tell us a little about how that how that came about. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I am... Um, um, like I want to go all the way back to White Sunday in my my. I was that kid. Uh, did, you, did, you, did you get to play Jesus? Never. No, nah, I, <laughs> I was always Pontius Pilate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I want to be Jesus this oh, year. No, no, no. It was it always went to my better looking brother. Because it was Jesus. Oh. You know, if you're going to make someone Jesus, it has to be the good looking one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, uh, I, so um, I, at high school, I, um, in my uh, second to last year, I took drama as a subject. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a sort of like, you know, everyone thinks it's the easy subject. So mm. I, I did it for that reason. True. Yeah. Um, but then um, the drama teacher was a spy lady. Um, she saw something me and she paid for uh, private tuition for me to do it outside of school yeah and i was like so i was competing against all these palangi kids and all these competitions and um i, I was beating them at everything yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> i was like oh this could be cool uh, but i told my parents when i was like eight years old that i was i wanted to be a, a lawyer and my parents said you know island parents they're like hold yeah. on to the gems yeah they're like you said you wanted to be a lawyer and i was like i was eight <laughs> um, so I went to law school and I did law for three years and oh, then I think wow. by the end of third year I was like I had to get out of this yeah. Um, yeah. and I did the dramatic thing uh, which probably was a good setup to be an actor and I ran away hey. wow shout out to the people that ran away so <laughs> shout out to everyone chasing their dreams <laughs> and ran away from <laughs> their families to prove a point wow um, come on I ran away and I, I applied for drama school got in and then did drama school and my parents sort of just saw yeah. that I was passionate and happy and I wasn't depressed with my life so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they sort of just allowed me to go and do it my dad's first thing though when I graduated from drama school was his first question was so do you finish your law degree now or like, that's gone it's not it's, it's I'm not going back to that it's like damn it um, so yeah uh, and then that's how I got into it like sort of wow. as an actor so that was yeah. that was all in New Zealand yeah so uh, we moved here I moved back did uni and then I came back oh, okay wow so you you're born in New Zealand, eh? Born born in New Zealand. Did most of my schooling and life in Rotorua. Yeah, yeah. I like to make a point of that because everyone assumes because I'm someone that I'm from Auckland. Auckland, yeah. And, <laughs> no, props to Auckland, props to South Auckland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm from a small town, you know. Now yeah. there's no there were like five Samoan families, so oh, wow. uh, um, I like to make a point of that mm. as well. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then we moved here. Um, all my younger siblings kind of grew up in Manjua, and yeah. then. No. I went back to uni, I came back, I went to, I stayed in New Zealand and worked for a bit, I uh, moved to the UK, worked for a bit and then came back. Yeah, wow. Because I was broke and I needed my mum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, it's all right to come back home, man. Oh, uh, no, I, that's a yeah. relatable thing to me, totally. man. It's all, it's all good. Totally, yeah. As long as you still got that dream, the same hard. dream. Yeah, it was hard though, like yeah. to keep it alive when you're broke and you're yeah. like mm. approaching your thirties. Yeah. Um, but my parents, my family's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. I said I would just accepted that I was gonna be the broke sibling oh. the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be broke to chase your dreams. Man. Yeah, it's true, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, sac- you know, the sacrifice. Like, how much are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah, right? yeah. man. I can feel this is already getting hot, bro. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, right, and right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go to our next segment, which is the hot tala. The Uso Table Talk Podcast. Hot tala. Hot tala. Hot tala for you, bro. All right. So if this is your, if this is your first time tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, hot tala. Hot tala is obviously hot conversations, hot talks, Talk. hot topics, anything hot. So, oh, we're hot. So, hot chatter. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> Are you sure? Nah. Something needs to be hot because this room is freaking cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, hot tala is basically a segment where we conversate about things. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we go we go really deep. Um, if there's any way I can explain it, it's honestly we just go there. You know, with yeah. our conversations. So. All right, Fios, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being on here with us. We can't wait, honestly. Um, so for Hot Tyler, we wanted to talk about your story. And we'll start off, we thought we'll start off your story. Yeah. Cool. Um, your personal story, your upbringing, and get to know you, I guess. Sweet. So um, obviously, you like you said before, you are born in New Zealand. Yeah. You And you're half Tokelauan. Half Samoan. Yeah. So I'm going to like wrap my villages at this point. <laughs> How many are there? Yeah, my father, my uh, Samoan blood is from Fatsosi, Safutulafai, and Vailopalauli. And Savai, so I'm very much Savai. Yeah, Savai. Yeah. Uh, and my um, Toilao is from Nukunonu, Tulato. Nice. Wow. Um, my diasporic roots are to Fort Block, Rotorua, outside of New Zealand. <laughs> and um, Mount Jewel, Western Sydney, Australia. Come on. Hey. Gotta say it all, eh? Because oh, I <laughs> You know, because in re- you know, with visibility, like even just people hearing their their place names, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially Doug Lowens as well. You know, they never hear it, so it's, it means a lot for yeah. people to hear that stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're always um like meaning to represent Doctor Low as well. You know, always, yeah. always. It's my whole. It's an entire half of me. I can't yeah. really. You know, honestly, like for me yeah. personally, I I haven't learned much about the, yeah. the, the island itself, yeah. and it's one of those things like. Being like watching you and watching your journey, even some of the posts that you mm. post, bro, it's beautiful, bro. Yeah. It's like, wow, there's another aspect of our culture, totally. you know, of our people. Yeah, it's, and that's it's a conversation about like uh, big Polynesia versus small Polynesia. Yeah. yeah. We forget about us, mm. you know, and I'm Samoan Togelawan, so dominant in small culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know the responsibility of raising up Togelaw. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Okay. So how was it? How was it like up your upbringing? With um, you obviously have siblings as well. Yes. Yeah. So there's uh, six of us. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. Big family. Yeah. Two sisters, uh, top and tail, and uh, four brothers in the middle. Yeah. Nice. So how was it growing up? Mm. Um, I am as a as a 33 year old year old male. Yeah. I'm uh, look back at my life and I'm very proud of 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 what my family did. I think yeah. considering the circumstances we were raised in. Yeah. Um, we were made ra- raised predominantly in, in an area called Fort Block, and I don't know if anyone knows that in Rotorua, but if you've watched Once We're Warriors, that's where it's set. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. So the, the writer of Once We're Warriors is from Fort Block, okay. and he set Once We're Warriors in our area. So that, that's like hood hood. Hood hood. hood, hood. <laughs> yeah. 
in a small town in New Zealand. And uh, my parents were migrants. My my mother came as a as a eight nine year old Tokelau mm. kid as part of a resettlement scheme in yeah, Tokelau, nice. where the New Zealand government had to resettle Tokelauans because it was overcrowded. Yeah, wow. So um, my mum came as part of, of that scheme, and then she met my father, who was a trumpet player in a, a faili band for Tosi. Um, he came as uh, as like a trumpet player in a band and she went to the concert and they fell in love. That's the romantic version <laughs> of the that's story. The, that's the version they I, told uh, you. That's the one that I heard. <laughs> they, they told me and that's the one that you know you see in movies. <laughs> but the, the the version that I hear from other things is that they ran away they got a low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they were blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> Had two weddings. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then they popped out six of us. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. That's awesome, bro. I, 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 you, you were mentioning before how like Rotorua is it? Uh, it's such a um, like not really. There's not really like many Pacific Islanders there. Mm. Eh? No, so. it's a very it's a really small community, and I think the majority of the uh, Pacific people there are Togolawan because we came. Ah. So when the government moved Togolawans to New Zealand, they took us straight to Rotorua. Yeah, that's good. to work the forests. Okay. So ah. those forests in the area were our, our, our grandfathers planting those trees and building yeah. those forests from scratch. It was different from Samoans. Samoans went straight to Auckland. Yep. The Galoans went straight to like the small towns. And that's wow. how we ended up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, at least that you were able to stay in a community of um, you know, totally. Togalawan people. Yeah, it's funny though, because we grew up around Togalawans, but my mm. dad is a staunch Samoan. Uh, yeah. Wow. And so yeah, my mannerisms are very Samoan. Like yeah, if yeah, people okay. met me, they they know I'm a Samoan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Togolans find me too aggressive. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's how my f- we grew up in a in Togolan community, but very, very for Samoan. So yeah. wow. Togolans are always like. I've <laughs> had um, like conversations at home. Was a strictly Samoan? Or oh, yeah. Samoan. Yeah. yeah. The only time you ever heard my because my mom spoke Samoan too. Oh, nice. My mom's Samoan Tagalog, so she's oh, but right, her, right, her right. dominant language is Samoan. Nice, nice. Uh, and uh, we only heard Tagalog when I guess when my mom was pissed off. Yeah. 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 True. It's a beautiful language when yeah. you're angry. <laughs> it's very poetic. <laughs> the sweet sounds. Eh? Sweet, sweet sound of a Tagalog woman yelling at me. Yeah. Wow, oh, I love that. So I'm. Um, Ah, I'm gonna ask. He goes. Yeah. yeah, bro. So, like, when you when you were growing up, like you said, you you were in acting school, college kind of thing. Yeah, when I finished high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when um when you were growing up, when you were growing up, and you were going through that, um, when you were when you were attending that, like, were there what were like if did you ever come across any like challenges, um, as a Polynesian um mm. ch- uh, person, you know, individual. Yeah. And um, if so like. What yeah, were they? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's twofold because there was the challenges of ex- my family accepting that that was something I wanted to do. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And then there was the challenge of being a brown person in a very white institution. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, the first one, like, my parents just were not happy that I had chosen to do that after. Yeah. You know, they were like, it, what it, it, like it's, you know, uh, it, what's the, the saying is like, as a mi- the child of migrants, you have like... Th- three options of mm-hmm. life for life. It's like you become a doctor, yep. you become a engineer, or you're dead. Those <laughs> are the three things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, I never became any of those, so my parents found that really hard to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because my older sister was a lawyer. So, True, yeah. you know, having two lawyers would have been a cool thing, yeah. you know, on migrant migrant terms. You know? Yeah, I've got right. two lawyer kids. True. Um, and it took ages. My mom kind of came around uh, faster, but my dad just sort of uh, found that harder to accept. Mm-hmm. And uh, at drama school, I was also coming out of the closet at the same time. Yeah, so okay. it was a sort of joint, uh, <laughs> fucked up journey. 
Because <laughs> I went into that, I went into that club, I went into that drama drama school, a straight man. Yeah, and yeah, I came out, I came out, wow. and my parents were like, it, "That's what happens." How does your How does your family take it? Yeah, yeah, my parents like my parents are pretty like like my mom. <laughs> my, my mom's only uh, comment was, "Can I still have a kid?" <laughs> like, sure. Too honest, man. I'll find someone. Uh, I will find someone somewhere. Yeah. Um, and my siblings are actually all pretty chill. My brothers, I was the most nervous about. Yeah. Because um, I'm the eldest brother, you know. So you know, yeah. they always oh, look to yeah. me as sort of as you know a role model. And mm. for me, it it took it. So it took a few years for me to come out. To it was a really gradual process. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. In the end, I just made a poem and I made a video of it and shot it as a film and then yeah. I posted it online. And my oh. brother, my little brother, like messaged me, and he was like, "I oh, want that poem about." <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I was like, "It's art, you know. You make whatever, you make whatever you want." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, I think I know what it is." And I was like, "Oh yeah, well, cool. Yeah, yeah." He was like, "And I was like, oh, are we having this conversation?" He was like, "I don't know." Are we? <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know." Standoffish. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, "I was like, well, if it's the question, I think you want to ask me. The answer is yes." Yeah. And. uh why, how do you feel? Yeah. And this is, he was uh, 16 at the time, my yeah. little brother. And he messaged back, he was like, you're my brother, uh, why would I care? Yeah. Like, I love you, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You're my, my big brother and I, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And, um, and then after that, I gradually came out to the rest of my brothers. The second brother was just like, I told him in the car, mm. we were driving and uh, I said, oh, I'm gay. And he pulled over. Mm. He like took a few breaths and yeah. looks at me and goes, Fuck, I already knew. That was my last brother that was the hardest because he converted. Oh, I should segue into this properly. Um, so we were raised Catholic. So okay, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if you know, anyone knows Catholics, but we're a pretty liberal, a yeah. liberal version of the Christian church. Yeah. <laughs> my mother would dispute that. But um, <laughs> my brother converted to Mormonism mm. when oh, we were okay. in our 20s. And yeah. he, he married a Mormon. And... Uh, Absolute love and respect, but I I didn't know enough about the church to be able to feel confident enough to tell that. To uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 from my perception, I just knew that it would. Uh, if I told him that information, that he would have a problem with it, just based on his belief, what I believe to be his belief. Yeah. Uh, and um, anyway, he was dropping me off to Doonside Station at one point to go to work, mm. and um, I. Looked, I went to say bye, I turned around, he was just like bawling his eyes wow. out. And this would have been like a good two years after I told everyone else. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with you? He was like, he just like cried and he was like, why didn't you just tell me uh, about it? And I was like, I didn't want to put you in a position with your church where you had to decide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I know what your church's like stance is, but I just didn't want to make you decide uh, whether I could be around you or your children. And mm-hmm. for me, it was the kids. Like, I know like, you know, in the Christian church, sometimes being gay is, it automatically makes you a creep mm. by default. And I didn't want that to be a perception that I, yeah. you know, off years with the kids. Yeah. Can't leave them there. True. You know, and so I just didn't tell him that because I didn't want him to think of me that way. Yeah. Even though we're not that, it's not a general, it's not, yeah. you know, wash of, you know, everyone's a creep because they're gay. Every gay person's a creep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just didn't want that to be an issue. So, and he was like, I don't care. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm a Mormon, but you're my brother. So, like, yeah. the, I, I will find, I, I, I will, we will work it. Like, you know, I, I love you nonetheless. So, I've been pretty blessed with a pretty blessed family. That's right? beautiful. That's beautiful, yeah. man. I mean, it's informed who I am and how I tell stories now. So, yeah. 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 I don't think if I didn't have them, I, I definitely would I'd be a very different person. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that's given you more freedom to be able to 
I guess, like, not only creatively express yourself, but mm. also um, how you present yourself in public. Totally, yeah. yeah, because I'm not lying to myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you can tell when people have something on their shoulder. Yeah, 100%. And I can tell stories now and be very, like, um, upfront about them, you yeah. know. Um, uh, I mean, I said in the other pod, uh, the Knights at the Round Table, but you yeah. know, the story about Parramatta, like people yeah. are genuinely shocked. People who know that I'm gay are genuinely shocked that that's the story I chose to tell. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like, what, because I'm gay, I can't tell the story about footy. Yeah. Like, I grew, up, I grew up playing footy. Like, <laughs> True. You know, I, I, I love footy. It's, um, yeah. it's, a, it's a part of, it's a thing that connects me to my brothers. It's yeah. the thing yeah. that connects exactly. me to my father. Like, it's the thing we talk about around mm. the table. Like, of course, I'm going to tell the story yeah. about uh, um, uh, footy, and so what if it's about straight men? My brothers are straight men, and their stories are worth telling, like mm. anyone else's. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so I know, like, obviously, there's a whole mental process of what that must have been like. You know, having going to running away from what you, what your parents wanted for you, then also coming out to your family, um, and. Like, just the process of that would have been so tough for you, eh? Like, obviously, um, before before the whole process leading up to um, being able to come out to them and tell your family, like, explain that. Like, how was your mental mindset through that? It was hard. Oh, yeah, it was. that was a process. I, um, so I was in my third year of law school, I think, at that yeah. point. I was, like, 100% in depression. I had, like, stopped eating. I think I was, like, 70 kgs. Which is like, like I'm, I'm 120 at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So I was like almost half the size I was. My God. Just stopped eating um, for like a year. And my parents were like, something's wrong with them. Uh, and, um, and I just knew it's because there was, A, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. You know, when you just like know that there's something God created you to do and you're not doing it, mm. um, it we're like that's the place I was at. But then on top of that, I was also... <laughs> I was apparently straight at that mm. point. So, and that was another part of my identity I was trying to navigate. Yeah. So I had these two pretty massive things yeah. that I was trying to encounter wow. at the same time. And even on top of that, you've got the the, the battle of, um, because you're in an industry where, it's, where you're at a training actually, yeah. where it's majority just white people. Absolutely. And and you also having that feeling of, like we've talked about it before, we, mm. got, we, went, we met at a Bible college where we were the only four or five Samoans mm. that were there. Yeah. And it's like, man, sometimes we feel, in a sense, that we don't belong in this room yeah. because we look around, our people aren't there, yeah. you know? And so that's that's a, that's something, honestly, I applaud you. But yeah. how was that? Like, like in, the, in the context of drama school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, like, I think, like, I hate using the word tough repetitively because mm. but by default, like, like when I say tough, I, it's not me apologizing for being brown and white spaces. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it is tough. <laughs> to be yeah. a brown person in a space that is not designed for you, you yeah. know, or the way that you think. Because white people in those spaces, they don't have to adjust the way that they see the world because mm. it's catered to the way they see the world. Yeah. Whereas for us, we have to constantly find, uh, readjust the way that we see the world based on spaces like that. Um, it was, uh, I learned a lot in that space. Like yeah. I learned a lot about the industry. Uh, I, th I learned about what I thought was I wanted to do when I left. And yeah. I learned about, you know, you know, schools about acting and the craft and all of that stuff mm -hmm. and stuff that I still use now, you know, yeah. when I direct and do other projects. But um, I lost myself in that process. I think I came out with it. There's a session, there's a, there's a block of work in that, in that, in that uh, school where it's called voice. So voice. Wow. And you have to do a session where you literally walk in 
and they assess the way that you sound based on your accent and then they try to neutralize the way you sound so that you sound less of where you come from so uh. i walked in and like my accent was pretty neutral to start with but there was a girl a tongan girl in my class who was from mangri and i heard she had a very like mangri accent, mangri accent. <laughs> <laughs> and they like Bet the shit, uh, bet that out of her throughout three years, so that she just didn't even sound the same person. Wow! And she hated it. Like by the end, she just wasn't even. She didn't pursue it. That's in insane. Way. She was, and they, it's because they're they're neutralizing us without realizing it. Yeah. To prepare us for an industry that's not even going to fucking hire us anyway. Yeah. So It's just stupid, stupid. Wow. And people ask me that, you know, oh. do you advise kids to go into those spaces? I'm like, uh, I don't disadvise them to do mm. it, but I I say do it with caution and do it and have something outside of that space that yeah. still connects you mm. to who you are yeah. mm. otherwise wow. you'll lose yourself yeah yeah we had we had that same experience like mm. sometimes like with us when we were studying in, in our bible college mm. we felt like in a sense we were kind of stuck in this little bubble yeah that we weren't able to connect with the streets connect with the our totally. people you know yeah and being on the on the outside of it now and doing this doing this podcast it's allowed us to have the avenue of now we're connecting to our people now we c- we're able to connect uh, through this platform yeah um you know to our people and and the story that they have to tell yeah and i love that man i, f- I feel like do you feel like, like you're in that zone now totally yeah and like, like you guys like i guess in the same space because i did come out and then ended up in the very western white part of it mm-hmm. yeah and i existed in that space for a long time yeah before i was like okay i gotta go home i gotta go back to my community uh, yeah and it was hard the bridge back into the community was yeah. hard because i was white yeah <laughs> i told myself fair, i was yeah. you know essentially working like a white person for so many years that mm. i had to convince my community again yeah that they could trust me right that, that they could trust me with their stories and they could trust yeah, me yeah, to, yeah. To, to do it with honor and respect. Yeah. Um, and that was a hard process to like overcome. And I think now I, 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 I can say I arrived back home. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I'm home now. Yeah. And like um, I feel more uh, of working to purpose this year mm-hmm. than I have ever in my entire career. Wow. That's so awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, because I, I came home. And, you know, like the machine, I, I, I was able to function as part of the machine again. Yeah. So the machine can work. Yeah. I love that, bro. Love That's that awesome. Yeah. I definitely relate to being able to come home and feeling like it gives you a sense of really good identity again. You totally. Know? Yeah. Um, it really, it's like, it's, it's, it's that experience, that home feeling mm. that I feel as Pacific people, we carry that everywhere we go. Yeah, 100%. Whether it's you're at my table, I'm at yours, or, or like you're at my house, or wherever it is where yeah. we meet, it's I feel home with you. I feel home with our people. Yeah. And I think that's something beautiful, and I think like to encourage you, like I definitely feel like that's something you could offer with what you do yeah. with your work, is totally. having people, maybe there's someone completely in the other side of the world watching your work and feeling at home with, with the stuff that you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it uh, and I but the you know the coming home thing is is yep. important for me. I think it was supposed to happen at this stage of my life because, you know, I'm I'm 33. I'm single. I yeah. have no children. Mm. So um, all my siblings are all having kids and buying houses and getting married. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're leaving legacies for the community yeah. by just existing and having children. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I may never have a kid. So what do I have to leave this community? Mm. And <sighs> Cool. And yeah. it's stories. 
and that's why I'm so passionate about these stories because these are my kids. Yeah. You know, if that's the one thing I get to leave in the world, if I can't leave a child, I can leave these stories. Oh, and that, that, and that's why I'm heavily passionate about these things because I might never have a kid. Yeah. Mm. And um, so I treat these like children. I treat them like the children that I'll leave. You know, and that, and I'll be happy if I, I never have a kid. I can leave these, and I, I left a legacy of some sort. Wow. Mm. Wow, man. <laughs> Was yeah. <laughs> 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 this is the vulnerability you wanted. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That was very hot, mate. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, are we good? All right, so um, I was I was gonna talk about like so the fact that you were in, you were in acting acting uh. school in um in New Zealand and then um you came over here to, in the industry, right? So yeah. you were in the industry in New Zealand as well, right? Yeah. So um, what were there some comparisons between Australia and New Zealand, and if there were, like. Well, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah, the comparisons are huge. Like, yeah. um, in, in New Zealand, you can confidently say that there's a, a, a Pacific part of the industry yeah. that mm. exists. Right. There's always Pacific people, artists, whether that's in theatre or screen, yeah. that are always creating work. So there's just a constant cycle of someone Man. making something or doing something. Yeah. And that's why they're always so active in New Zealand. Because, mm. But they've set that up. You know, there was a drama school in New Zealand that was just specifically Pacific. So really? Good people, yeah. Oh, the Pacific wow. Island Performing Arts School. Yeah. And wow. so you had kids going in there and getting a, a qualification to, as actors, dancers. <gasps> yeah. Whoa, that's yeah. Bad. Um, and that And they were all being recycled through there. So yeah. literally any Pacific person, most 90%, mm. like the three girls and sis, the leads, mm. yeah. they all came through people. From there? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So they had a school, which yeah. was, was creating um, creatives who were qualifi- qualified, but also had the experience. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, we don't have that yet, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like this is so yeah, new. Like exactly, you know, it's news to my ears. Yeah, so. totally. So um, that's what the difference is: is that yeah. there is not even a, you know, like with the Rock that's being filmed here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, most of them are Kiwi actors, which is a great. Uh, yeah, because, I've noticed you know, that. Yeah, but because Hollywood's first um, point of call when they think Pacific is to turn to New Zealand. Yeah, wow. Because they have a reputation for creating yeah. story. But the thing is, like, we actually have a bigger population of people in this country. Yeah. And the thing is, we just don't, we have, we're not known for creating work. Mm. Wow. And so, like, a big goal of mine is to, to go, if Hollywood wants to cast an Islander, they should go, not just, oh, New Zealand, they should go, oh, Western Sydney. Western Sydney. And that's a flip, you know, because, the, and we, have, I know it's, we're, we're not far off, far off, but I think we had to start somehow. Yeah. And I think this year we started doing that properly. Yeah, yeah. Where people are now looking at Western Sydney in a way that mm. goes, man, they're making stories and there's actors there. Yeah. I yeah. Didn't know there were island actors in Western Sydney. There are. And there's new ones that we just made this year. Like, yeah. You know? And the thing is, I would never have known that was possible if we just didn't start. So yeah, yeah. that's the huge difference is that visibility in New Zealand's huge mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the art scene. And for yeah. us, it's almost non-existent. So That's awesome. Yeah. For now, for now, for now, for yeah, now. for now, we're going to change that. I think it, it'll, I think it'll move faster. Definitely, you know, we just need you just need more people to take more initiative. You totally, know? and and we just need people to to unite as opposed to yeah. like tear people down, which is oh, the other problem yeah. our community yeah. does. Is they see someone trying to do something good, whether they like the work or not, they'll drag it. Yeah, it's all poppy syndrome. Man, we're so bad for it. Eh? Um, but we can't afford to do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, not in Australia. No. Like we got to just go. Cool. Not a fan of the work, but I'm a fan of the hustle. Yeah. Yep. And I'm a fan of you trying to like raise our people up. So I'll support that. Yeah. Hundred. Love that. Um, so right now we got also Frosty, who's on uh, on our 
phone call right now. And he's gonna ask, he's gonna be asking um via some questions. So go ahead, also. Sabozo. What's up? What's up? How's everyone going? Good, good, good. 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 Missing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, thank you. You know how it is, mate. We've got to scove it. Yeah, sweet. So let's just go into it. This is a personal question about you, um, Tofia. Yeah, bro, hit me. Um, so I watched the documentary on Both Worlds where uh, you had a yeah you had a um, performance um, that you had written about climate change in Tokelau yeah. and the future of Tokelau, but also. Uh, your worries about uh, maybe getting the, the approval from the Tokelauan community. And my question is, at times, how hard is it to be a creative and have a vision on your heart that you want to see come to pass, however, also trying to balance the um, cultural aspect and uh, respect for culture and, um, and community? Mm, that's that's a big one. Uh, well, I haven't heard the Both Worlds documentary come out of anyone's mouth for a while, so <laughs> you really did your research. I appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, it is hard. Um, it's um, with that with that show in particular. You know, I I was uh, really conscious that I'm one of very few Tagalogs who are out there yeah. trying to tell our story, but in the same breath, like um, Tagalogs, you know, and you probably heard in that doco, like. They say Tagalog will be underwater in 50 years. Yeah. Which is yeah. In, in, in my lifetime. I could still be alive in that yeah. time. So you have to balance out like uh, how pressing the issue is to tell the story, how pressing the story is versus um, uh, the obstacles that could potentially be there. Tagalogs are very insular people. So they're very yeah. different from the Samoans where we're very outward, you yeah. know, very expressive of what we want to do. Yeah. You know, we're very like goal-driven and very like sometimes perceived as very aggressive mm. towards our goals but that's why we're everywhere yeah because we we we, we, we chase our, our goals very actively that's true yeah. are very not not that they're not goal driven they're very um content with smaller things mm. which is reflective of the way that Tagalog is as a country um smaller country hard to leave very isolated so yeah. they're just yeah. happy yeah um so uh, the way that I approach Samoan work uh, and Samoan content and the way that I approach Tagalogan content is very different because with Tagalogans, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, easily, it's more easy to offend someone. Oh, wow. Because yeah. it's, so, wow. it's so small. The community is so True, small. True, yeah. So with that show in particular, I really had to like, that's why you saw me take that show back to my hometown mm. and seek approval. Yeah. Because I know if I didn't do that in, in, uh, 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 for and get the blessing of a Tagalogan elder, um, I would have been dragged um, by the Dolong community mm. very heavily. Yeah. But also just like an internal thing was I I feel it's a huge responsibility as a Dolong in this world. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. I can count three, three or four of us actively trying to tell stories in, uh, in the film industry wow. and the theater industry combined throughout the world. And that wow. for an entire country is a huge responsibility. Um, so I don't take that very, I don't take that lightly, and so um, with Togelau, you know, separate to Samoa, with you know, it's, I, I like to relate it to a metaphor in regards to dance. Mm. In Siva Samoa, there's solo dancing. In, in Togelau, dance. There's in Togelau, there's not a single solo dance. Everyone dances. In oh, wow. oh wow! Everyone. Yeah. So I, um, I have to approach my work the same way that we approach our dance. Yeah. We call it. Everyone. So so. 
when I take a story from Togelo, I have to take Togelo with me. And wow. that means seeking it in the same way we, we siva or we call hatele. Um, and so that, that, that's hugely important to me. That's crazy. Yeah. Love that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> from my point of view, watching um, that documentary, just how how passionate you were mm. about getting that message across mm. and how creative it was uh, as well. Yeah. But also yeah. also having that worry about um, uh, how they would take it, how the Tokelon community would take it. Also, yeah. Yeah. not just from a cultural side, but also a religious side as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, also battling current day situations like climate control, yeah. you know, uh, climate change, sorry, like science and the conflict with science and religion, with how we grew up as mm. uh, Polynesians. Yeah. Um, you know, there's certain things that we say, like, you, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. But sometimes we don't necessarily know that uh, it is broken mm. or that we're, we're heading, um, you know, we're heading to to that breaking point. Yeah. And I just want to ask, you know, how important is it to get those, um, to get these stories out, even though, oh, sorry, and to raise awareness, how important is it to you mm. within our community that we're aware of uh, these situations? Mm. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I, 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 uh, when you were talking, I, I thought about, um, uh, as artists, like, um, art isn't passive, you know. Mm. Actually, art, yeah. art is a form of activism, and that's the way we should use it. Mm. Especially as brown people, like um, it, it, we have to use art as a way to to, to activate community and mobilize them. Yeah. You know, with conversations around um, climate change, you know, when you read yeah. the paper and watch the news, uh, and you know, white people are spurting facts at us or statistics, it, it dehumanizes what the problem is. Yeah. And so, for me, yeah. telling that story was important for Togelau because it humanized what it, it took away all the numbers and all the mm. scientific things yeah, and yeah. actually just put it back on what was what was important and when you lose land you don't just lose land you lose yeah. you lose the vessel in which your culture has been formed on mm. so when we lose Togelau and we have no reference point for Togelau in the future like we can yeah. reference Samoa right now imagine yeah. not having that reference point anymore in the future what where do we call home and you know for me that yeah. play was based on what then becomes of Togelowans in the future when they don't know they have no reference to a physical place as their motherland wow you know yeah I, and how yeah, un I saw that. unnerving and how uh, uh, uneasy that would make us feel make them feel in the future mm. about their place in the world yeah Jeez. yeah yeah I saw that with your I guess I mean, uh, I'm going to use this word that I learned in U12 drama. I don't even know if it. <laughs> I don't even know if it even. Yeah. I guess at the end it was a monologue or a. Um, yeah, it was a monologue. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, still remember. Got it. <laughs> get, get me on your next. Uh, you know, nah. Anyway. <laughs> but in your in your closing monologue, you definitely show that with the. Uh, I think it was closing lines of. Um, my love for Tokelau cannot be saved uh, from dying. So when Tokelau dies, I will die too. Mm. Um, so if you if you're listening or watching and you don't uh, know about this, so the concept of this play was that with climate climate change, Tokelau uh, might not be here in the next fifty years, mm. and it was a group of Tokelauans 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, from Tokelau and also overseas Tokelauans that have flew back to Tokelau. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were Australian. So the context yeah. of it is, yeah, like uh, there's two Tokelauans from Tokelau and then there's two Australian Tokelauans who are... Uh, who go back to Dolo in that last moment. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's a powerful statement as yeah. Tokelo is, is the, the water is rising yeah. and all that's, um, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful monologue and I don't want to butcher it, but that really, um, that really hit hard, hit home at the end that when, when Tokelo dies, I will die too. Yeah. And, and it, it's an interesting line as well, because in that, the way that people receive it, 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 but in the context of the play, we don't, we don't realize it unless we watch it, but, um, all those the Tokelauan Australians who go back who have never connected Tokelau but decided to do it in its last moment they sacrifice themselves for the country so they actually go yeah, down wow. as their as their way of offering um, what they hadn't done in the years before that so yeah wow uh, it's such a yeah such a powerful one <laughs> yeah oh thank you yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to dive deep into it. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I just got some questions. Uh, I think I'll just say one more, maybe. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, also. I was, yeah, I was also reading um, that after you, I think I was reading on, uh, anyway, sorry, I forgot where I read it. But I was reading that after university and after your studies, uh, you were you and a friend were uh, annoyed that there wasn't much jobs out there, mm. acting jobs for Polynesians and Pacific Islanders. Not much roles out there. Mm. Yeah. So that's why you had come up with a play uh, by the name of Promises of Pia. Of Pia. Yeah, it was a film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to sort of create. So if there wasn't jobs out there, that you would create your own avenue, that you create your own jobs, and not only that, that. Uh, you also would create jobs for other some uh, sorry other Polynesian actors out there mm-hmm. to get some work and to get um, some exposure. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask, how important is that to to create not only a way for your own self, yeah. but once you are in a position that you you are able to make moves to also provide a way for other Pacific Islanders to step up and also to be encouraged. To um, to follow their dreams as well. Mm. Uh, you know, I, uh, when I came into this industry, I came in very selfishly, and I just wanted to be famous. That was my goal. I yeah, learned pretty, wow. pretty quickly that actually that is so um, the opposite of what we are as people, yeah. as specific people. Mm. And I was fooled into believing that that was what I wanted to do when I started. And I learned very very quickly that um, the industry I was I was trained uh, for didn't give a flying fuck about me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a brown yeah, person, true. and so I had to go back to what was important, and it was about thinking collectively. Mm. And um, as, wow. a, as a Pacifica person, I'm I'm one part of a machine. You know, if if my part yeah. isn't working or someone else's part isn't working, the machine doesn't move. Yeah, stay still. Wow. So I um, I um, I, I started to approach work in that way. And like uh, my friend who you referenced earlier, her name's Sanal. She's the creator of Sorry, Sis. yes. Yeah, yeah, but she's the creator of Sis now. Oh, wow. So her and I wow, worked what? very closely yeah. for many years. And if you look at the, the, the things that we're both doing, we're cut from the same same cloth because our, our motivations and, and as artists are the same. We have to uplift our people and it has to be from the young people. Yeah. You know, I, of course, I, you know, we tell the stories of, of our entire community, but 
when we're gone, we have to be able to leave a world that is um, is uh, usable and uh, is is um, uh, good enough for the young people. And so that's become my focus as a, as an artist now, mm. uh, beyond myself. You know, I spend more time behind the camera now because my time's done. Yeah, <laughs> it's not done. Like, yeah. I, but like it's time to pass the torch. So if that yeah. means. I, I, I fade into the background and I'm willing to do that if it means it uplifts our young people. And especially, you know, in Australia, you know, I've lived in diaspora here in diaspora in New Zealand. Yeah. And the differences are very, very clear. In New Zealand, like there's so much more room to grow, but the Pacifica community has recognition in some degree. And they've earned it. They've worked very, very hard to get yeah, there. Yeah. In Australia, they don't give a flying fuck mm. about us. They yeah. don't care. Unless you play sport in this country, <laughs> elite sport, Come on. Yeah. even then you're still a number. Yeah. You're just another number. You're, you're part of the 47% who makes up the NRL. Um, if, if, if we, if we um, if in this country, they don't care, we have to, so what, we, what, what our, my goal is to do, and there's so many more of us out there doing it, is that we, we can't just uh, be powerless in, the, in, in, in this place. We have to take control. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to make spaces for ourselves. If that means we have to pummel our own life savings into it, yeah. which I did. <laughs> it means I pummel my whole life savings into it. Yeah. And if it means that I can look at these young people on set and go, man, they can see a future. There's a pathway for them in this, in this industry. Mm. Um, and they feel proud of the work that they've done. Mm. I can die tomorrow and I'll be happy. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah, putting it all on the line for our people. I have to, you know, awesome, because I've, I've been a young person before. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, yeah. I sometimes look at these kids and I, and I wish, and I look at these kids and I, I, I go, man, I wish someone looked out for me like that. Yeah. That's yeah. how I, that's how I work. I wish someone did the same for me when I was young and I had this dream, you know. And if, if I couldn't have it, then at least I can give it to other kids. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, well. I love that, bro. Go ahead, guys. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So, so. You can you can definitely see that as well with what you were saying with being behind the scenes and um, kind of just pushing our people to to do better and get better. You mm -hmm. can also see that with the new yeah. your new series coming out with Adamara series and uh, Di is it Diety? Yeah, Diety. Oh, yeah, Diety. The yeah. series, yeah. Um, with having youth from the area, yeah, um, you know, also something that is really close to home with um, the Parramatta series with young Pacific Islander boys trying to, I guess, it's trying to make it in rugby league and yeah, following their dreams in that. And well, obviously, we don't know much about it, but we're looking forward for it to come out. But yeah. you can definitely see within your work, yeah, yeah. trying to lift up our people and produce something, um, you know, tell the stories of the area. And that's something that we we say, you know, on the also Table Talk is that we never, so for those of you that are listening and maybe you don't know that, we all met in Bible College yeah. in, in a, so there was also this, I guess, this stigma around that with uh, coming from the area, 
Yeah. And also mm-hmm. that that kind of being a changes guy or being a holy guy, yeah. or, you know, forgetting where we came from and forgetting, uh, you know, our people out there. And yeah. we always we always say this to each other is that we never want to silence the voices of the streets. Yeah. We yeah. never want to we never want to silence the voices of of people's stories, whether or not it aligns up with what we believe or not. These yeah. are our people, yeah. and just to get that story out there and yeah. to to speak on it and I think you do that in such a creative way and it's mm. it's crazy how you're doing this and yeah. man, I just want to encourage you before I hang up this phone and let you know let the Usos continue and mm. let you guys continue I just wanted to say thank you so much for this opportunity for me to get to ask you some questions and yeah, yeah I just wish you all the best thank you bro thank you for the questions too yeah. good, good reminders for me as well you know I get carried <laughs> away too in the, in the glamour of it so it's good to, yeah. to humble my humble my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, nah, you know, awesome. just remember the bigger picture. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, uh, I think that's it from me. Waves, Yoni, Sasha. Thank you so much for Thanks, right. everything. Uh, I'm gonna get back to my busy life in isolation. <laughs> have, have a good time. <laughs> All right, so take oh. care. We love you. Bro. Joe, bro. We love All you. Bro. Bro. Love you guys. Yeah, you guys. All right, so right now we want to um, actually talk about a conversation. Uh, we want to conversate about a series that you got your, mm. you got working on now. Yeah. Eh? So obviously it's um, Parramatta series. Yeah. So tell us about that. Oh, Parramatta series. Oh, okay. So I pitched this show, right? Maybe yeah. this, this is the history, the backstory of the story. I wanted to write a story based on my little brother who uh, was in that world pursuing footy um, and you know, being his family, seeing the highs and lows of that world. Yeah. That, that, that's the part of uh, boys pursuing that sport that we, be, unless you know someone, you don't see the, the sort of, the lows of it. Yeah. And mm. my brother had lows, you know, mm. so I wanted to, to tell a story that was sort of truthful to the full experience. Wow. Um, but I pitched that show to our network like four years ago. Yeah. And um, it was these four biological women and they just like straight up said to me, oh, no one's going to watch that. Oh. And I was like, well, why? They were like, oh, it's about island, like four islanders. And I was like, so? Yeah. They're like, you need you need to diversify that cast. And I was like, I don't, I don't need to do anything. And yeah. so I was staunch about it. Like I tried to do it and then I took it back and then I just sat there for a while and I brought it back to life last year when I was asked to be part of an incubator program at ICE yeah. in Parramatta. Um, I pitched some shows, they picked uh, a bunch of them mm. and then I decided to do uh, two, which is Parramatta and Daddy. so. Yeah. Yeah, Para is about essentially like an, a, a nutshell about four island boys um, pursuing the dream. Mm. Uh, for me, like that story of the boys in the NRL is sort of like in the DNA of Pacific people in yeah. Sydney. Yeah, you know, 100%. whether we like, whether we know people personally uh, as family or we know friends, someone, everyone in, in, in the Pacific community in Sydney will know someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's a part of our, our story as, as people in Sydney, and um. So it's about these boys uh, trying to pursue the sport, but really it's about the sport sort of serves as the backdrop. That really, what the story is about following yeah. these island boys who have, have a dream yeah. to pursue something, do better for their lives, while trying to grow up in the city, the biggest city in, in the continent, um, and uh, while being young, and also the pressures of family. So mm. yeah. that's sort of what the story is about. It has a sort of overarching story to it, mm-hmm. uh, which. Which you need to tune in to sort of get the point of. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> it's too much giveaway. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to approach a, a social theme in the in this work, and uh, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that 
for every boy that makes it, there's like so many boys who don't. Good so luck, what happens yeah, to yeah. those boys yeah. after they've been in that world so intensely for so many years? What becomes of them? Even you know? from from young, you know, yeah. like young, young. Yeah. And so you know, it's also like a, a call to arms for the elite world to like be more active and actually what becomes of those boys after, after they yeah. sort of you know leave that world. So I mean, sometimes the story is so tragic. You know, mm. my, my brother has it's a reality. Has friends also, you know, who you know who took their lives. Yeah. So, you know, because they saw no option after that. Yeah, they were in it from such a young age. They came out, you know, later in life, and then they were like, oh. No what do they know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never thought about that. Like, yeah. And we don't. We it don't. was, yeah. yeah. And so there's stories, so many, mm. so many stories. That's last year, I know there were like a couple in Northern Queensland. Mm. Islanders who just were like, I don't, I broke my leg. They broke their leg and that was it. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't see a life after that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was because, oh, obviously it was because of all the effort and all the, the, the stuff yeah. they've, they've mm. put into that and also um, making that place their safe, safe place as well. And the, the fact that that safe place got taken away from exactly. them. Exactly. And that then there was also no rehabilitation for them yeah. like in regards to like, what do we do with these boys now? Mm. Which I think is a responsibility that someone has to take yeah, uh, in their world. They can't just take them, mm. raise them, and then dump them. Jeez. I'm excited for this. Uh, wow. I think uh, that's, that's definitely going to be hitting a lot of hearts and, you know, a lot of people yeah. um, who definitely can relate to the story or... Uh, Actually, also build an awareness. Totally, because I'm I'm pretty blindsided on that too. So yeah, I mean, hearing that story just makes me feel like, damn, like we gotta hit, we gotta look out for those souls who have to, don't yeah. make it. Yeah, and I think the brown boys don't get a good enough. Um, you know, like the world is so centered around, and so it should be around feminism and all these things. But I think what people forget about brown boys is, yeah, we're men, but uh, actually we um we still suffer from the same obstacles that colonialism fucked all of us over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we're, we're men, but we're still brown men. And, yeah. You know, we're still on the spectrum of society at the bottom. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, we don't get enough props for the, for that and sort of what our men are doing yeah. to uplift us in a way that that isn't recognized uh, uh, wholly. You know, and yeah. like I think about my little brother and I think about my family put all of our pressure, our dream, hopes and dreams on my little brother making it. And yeah. that pressure was huge on him. Yeah. As a, he's he was young, and like you know, him making it or not was such a big burden on him that um was unfair, you know, it was unfair yeah. to him yeah. to have to do that for us, and it was unfair for him to have to like think about uh, raising our entire family through his dream. Like oh. it was unfair on him, um, and I think it you know it took its toll in many ways on him. Like he's still in that world, surprise, which is great, uh, and he took time off, went to France, and came back. Um, nice, nice. He had a kid, which made him kind of a, really want to give it a good go. Yeah. So, um, but the pressure that we put on our boys to mm. succeed in that environment is heavy. Yeah. And um, for me personally, the story is just me saying thank you to my brother for carrying us for so many years mm. through his dream. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out on something that you said earlier before was how you brought the idea to uh, a group of women yeah uh, and they wanted you to diversify the, the cast you've not only not done that <laughs> <laughs> but you've made the whole company and the yeah. whole casting behind, oh, not only the cast but also crew. the crew yeah. behind the crew, it everyone there um, Pol Polynesian as well so yeah 
Um, I love that. Oh, I, 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 uh, when I say, like, if I'm going to say for the people and tell stories for the people, for other people, <laughs> you have to learn, you have to grow the people. Come like, on. I'm, I'm well aware that, like, um, we're starting from scratch in Western Sydney. So, you know, yeah. our, our set is, yeah, it's professional, but it's also a university in yeah. many ways because we're, learn, we're teaching people yeah. how to do things from scratch, actors and crew. And that is, like, the investment that we have to make in order to build industry for yeah. ourselves. Um, and that means having Pacific people in every single part that we can. And I think, like, even, I think from the shoot we did the other weekend, 85% of our crew and cast were Pacific women. Man. Yeah, it was it was huge. That's awesome. You know, so women are, are out there too, like, you know, trying to build the village, mm. the rest of us. So, um, yeah, I'm, when I say I'm, like, hugely passionate about the Pacific, I think sometimes it's blinding. Like, yeah. people are like, well, that's intense. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but think about the normal industry and, like, we're so used to seeing white people uh, in entire casts and we never question it. We never question it. Never yeah. question it. We never question it. There's like a whole show full of white people. Yeah. Yeah. They, no one should question us. Ever yeah. For yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah. Although at some point I think, that, you know, we do have to like diversify. <laughs> you know, my high school can't just be someone. <laughs> I thought about that, but I thought, you know, it's the starting stage. Every opportunity I can make at this yeah. point will be mm. for someone's or others. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I love that. But you've actually, um, Brought also along for with us. I one have. of you, you work with, eh? Yeah, I have one of the many um, uh, young Pacific uh, people from Western Sydney yeah, uh, who came through and auditioned in part of the village. And uh, yeah, he's here, uh, I don't know, to, to share his experience and sort of what is words of wisdom. So um, uh, his name is Brendan Tapuai. Yep, yep. Uh, coming straight in from uh, Bonnie Rig. Come on, let's oh. go, Zo. Let's go, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come through. Come through, Zo. Come through, bro. Welcome, welcome. Hey, All right, Brendan, hey. welcome to the Little Table to Talk, bro. Yeah. <sighs> How do you feel? Really <laughs> good, really good. It's good to be here. Shout out, man. Shout out, I'll leave it to you. So yeah, so this yeah. is uh, Brendan Tapoy. He, um, Brendan came through uh, audition for Para, yep. uh, I think in the, the third, because we had sort of three phases of auditioning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first happened in January, and then the coronavirus hit. And so we just cast, oh. we cast people like with our auditioning, yeah. which was the second phase. And then the corona has hit and we lost cast members and we had to restart. Oh, wow. And Brendan came through the third phase. Um, and um, I remember we did our, we were doing auditions via Zoom and um, he read for one character and we were like, oh yeah, okay. But then he read for another and literally all of us were like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 like we just like sat there, like after he left the audition, we were like, that kid is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was like going into community. And this is the thing is like, you, this is where you find them. Because yeah. they like, uh, they haven't, I don't know if they have an interest in it or not, but they don't realize they're so good at it. Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, I'm interested in Brendan's sort of uh, story behind what made him do it. Like as, yeah, a, as a, as a someone kid from Western Sydney, never done, having done it before, uh, sort of what, what was, what was your sort of inspiration to seeing a, an audition person and going, I might give it a go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Introduce um, yourself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my name is Brendan Tapoi. Yeah. I'm 18 years old. Um, uh, my ancestry roots are from, uh, my ancestry roots are to Fa'ala Paloli in Samoa. <laughs> and, uh, in Samoa. In Savai and Sangone in Savai also. Hey. And my oh. diaspora roots are 
Bonnerick. And so, um, just to answer your question, I guess, <laughs> honestly, I, I wasn't doing anything at the time. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing that I loved to do, which was play footy, yeah. um, which is, you know, I guess a lot of the boys in Western Sydney can relate to. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't do that. We couldn't play footy because of COVID. Yeah. And so, I guess my motivation was to just to get busy, just to start doing something. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wasn't working at the time, so I had no money. Yeah. Um, and so I got tagged in an audition post, like uh, Fia said, um, by one of my cousins in NZ. Mm. Uh, shout out to Tony Laulu <laughs> over in NZ. Shout out, bro. Uh, without you, you uh, I, I wouldn't have auditioned. So yeah, I saw his audition post on Instagram, uh, applied for audition. Um, and I auditioned in my garage because I auditioned in my garage because uh, some of the lines in the audition script had uh, swearing lines. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, and best my, place to audition, bro. My audition garage. was on a Sunday as well, oh, so oh. all my family was inside the house. <laughs> took it out to the garage, auditioned, and um, nice, yeah, I'm here now. So yeah, no. It's crazy, bro. Well done, man. Yeah. What, what was the process like? Like um, just auditioning and then making your way. Until you're in front of the lens, was how like was it? Were you excited? Were you like? Yeah, I was. I was freaking out. I was freaking out. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, yeah. I got on set and I was like, "Man, like I'm standing in front of a camera." Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? I had to memorize lines as well. Mm, yeah. It's like the only time I had to memorize lines was for like a speech or like for Sunday school. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, so it was crazy, man. Like, That's awesome, bro. I still yeah. can't believe I'm doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the other thing with uh, Brendan is he's just constantly in disbelief. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like it's just always the shaking of the head. Yeah. And I think I I showed him a, a cut, a first cut of um, uh, Para. Mm. What What did that feel like for you, seeing yourself in that context? Ah, huh. for the first um, time. <laughs> like you said, disbelief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was speechless because like, for me, it looks weird and it sounds weird watching yeah. and hearing myself yeah. on screen. And so, like, the first time seeing that and uh. hearing it, I was, like, mm. I was speechless. I, I didn't know what to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, man, like. Everybody's me. <laughs> like, if True. I'm reacting that way, like, imagine yeah. my family. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. like, as, like, as a brown boy, like, in Western Sydney, like, playing rugby is the only thing yeah. I thought I'd get up to. And, like, I've always wanted to, like, study in uni. Mm. I, I just never knew what I would study. And so, like. Becoming an actor, that was like probably the last thing yeah. I, I would have expected myself doing yeah. or like seeing myself doing. So like, yeah. it's, it's crazy, man. Did you just call yourself an actor? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yes. the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? A lot of the actors, because a lot of them are new. So yeah, like, yeah. they've never done it before. Mm. And they're always reluctant to say they're actors. Mm. And I'm like, you're an actor. You're an you actor, bro. did it on a professional set. You're, you're now an actor. Mm. Come on. And so I love hearing them when they like confirm it for themselves. Yeah. Um, um, what does it mean for you as a as a an eighteen year old salmon boy from Bonnyrigg, Western Sydney? Um, why do you think what you do, what you've done, is important for mm. other Pacifica boys? Yeah, um, I guess so that like other boys from Western Sydney know mm. that they can make it too. Because like, yeah. um, I think you've said it before. Like, we we don't see a lot of Islanders uh, in, in the film industry. Like, uh, like. Our community is very small in the mm. in the film industry, and yeah. so, like, I think if we see more and more Valusos getting into acting, get into yeah. getting into the film industry, then 
you know, like we'll only have more and more flowing through mm. like the system. And so 100%. I think that like me being in like doing this acting stuff, it's um it's been very inspirational to a lot of the usos out there. Like mm. even today, I, I still get messages from all, all my footy mates, mm. like all my Samoan footy mates, all my Aussie footy mates. They'll ask, they'll ask me like when the series is dropping. Yeah, like, when's the series? Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Man. Like they'll, they'll be asking me like what it's dropping on. And like, I, I'm just surprised by the amount of the support that's coming through yeah. like mm. with all my footy mates. And so like, I guess me being where I'm at right now is, is very, very inspirational to, mm. to all those who's out there. So awesome. Yeah. yeah how's, oh, sorry. You go, you go. Um, how's your experiences been like with uh, working with um, Fia and the, the, the rest of the cast and crew? It's amazing. I love it. Eh? Cause yeah. like, um, I don't think too many people know that, uh, like our, our shoot days yeah. and, um, yeah, our shoot days, they go for ages, bro. Like, <laughs> That's a word, like bro. we'll start at like 7am in the morning and we'll finish at like, well, the last, uh, the last shoot day or last weekend, we, we started at what, 6am and yeah. we finished at 10.30pm. Oh my God. Yeah, so they're, they're long days. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. The long bro, last days. Like, you, you, you think that you get, you'd get tired of it, yeah. but honestly, like mm. being surrounded with like people with the same colour, yeah, 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 people with the 100%. same goals, same mindset, True. like you never get tired of it. So yeah, it's like, bro. 100%, yeah, you, like your body's tired, but your yeah. mind's like, you, you want to be there. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I love it. Man. I love it. That must be such a, a bonus for you, eh? Like yeah. being able, not only being able to try something new, love it, but also being able to do it with people who not only look like you, but also have the same mm. dreams as you. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's definitely going to show in the final product, like what it, whatever it looks like, mm. it's definitely going to show that you guys genuinely love yeah. what you are doing. Yeah. You know, cast and crew and, and everyone behind it. Yeah, it's been really cool. Like, I, I mean, uh, Brandy could probably speak to it, but like, what I never really thought about when we started this was that we would create a, a family of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I never thought about it. I was only ever really thought about it in regards to the work. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the actors and the crew. They just but it's like, we, we can... What I really missed about New Zealand was because the work was generated a lot, you could bump yeah. into another island actor and remember each other yeah. and have a conversation. Yeah, And right. I could never do that as an actor here because I... No other freaking yeah. island is acting. <laughs> True, yeah. yeah. So like now I can like, if I bump into someone who was involved, mm. I can be like, oh, you know, we can talk mm. creatively. 100%. Well, about yeah. the art because yep. we've created, yep. we started to generate an industry Space. where we can do that. Love that. So now we have like this really weird, <laughs> annoying, a beautiful family yeah. that <laughs> nobody asked for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful yeah. and it makes sense to who we are. Like yeah, 100%. We function as family. That's the way we are. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we actually got to see a little snippet of the trailer. Um, mm. You, you said us some, some shorts, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I showed you the trailer to Parallel last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, like, from what we saw, it just, we're excited, bro. We're honestly excited to see what it looks like. Thank you, As, a, as the, whole, the whole project. Yeah. But um, honestly, like, uh, what was it like for, for you, Brendan? Um, what would you say was some of your favorite times in, in, in shooting? Sharks. Man, that's, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, yeah. a lot to, to pinpoint. I guess, um, I guess one, one moment for me, was yeah. like, uh, we're shooting this scene for Parramatta. Um, and my character, Atonio, 
who's um Ooh. yeah nice. my my character Atsunil in in the Parramatta series uh he's in this scene he's feeling lonely he's yeah. feeling um he's feeling isolated you know he, he has to make his parents proud over in NZ and yeah. he, he has to make his team proud but he just feels like he's letting everyone down and um like this scene um he just feels so alone and I, I remember sitting in that scene and just feeling every every emotion that Atsunil was yeah. feeling like um I, I remember like just picturing all my family uh both both in this life and yeah. and those yeah. who have passed on i i remember just picturing them along the sidelines of the field wow yeah mm. and i it, it sticks with me to this day because yeah. like in that scene um i know that like i'm acting in that scene but at the same time i'm not yeah because like the things that Atsunil is experiencing the things that he's he's thinking it's it's what us boys in the West in Western mm. Sydney we, we go through that on like on a weekly basis. Yeah, real, man. And so that like that's one experience that stood out to me. Like just um, feeling all the love and support from my family, both in this life and and those who have passed. So like, yeah, yeah that that's one experience that's stood out to me, like to this day. So, bro, yeah. that's crazy. That's cool. That's insane, man. And it shows. You know what I'll say about Brendan, um, and he raises a good point because he was like he didn't feel like he was acting. In yeah. that scene, and I'm like, and that's the thing. Yeah. Acting is an acting. You're just using a part of your life that you haven't accessed for a while. Yeah, and you're using it to yeah. inform a character, yeah. and that's it. And this is why these young people are so good, like Brendan, Moni, like um, uh, James, like just kids who, like, literally in January of this year would never have gone. I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> you know never, what I mean? Never would have. Thought. No, like no one came into mm. this year going. I'm yeah. going to be an actor. You know, none no, of these people did. We didn't come in this year <laughs> thinking that we we're going to be a podcast. <laughs> but like, they've come in and they've kind of, um, they've realized actually, you know, acting isn't a thing that certain people do. It's mm. actually just as if you can provide the pathway, you, you realize the only thing you need for acting is life, mm-hmm. and you just use it in the way that you can. And Brendan's um, Brendan's really good at it. He's very good at being able to access emotion. I don't know what from. Well, I don't know who brokers are, but who hurt you, bro? No, but you know what I mean. Like a good actor can just access um, stuff. And um, these young people, and because where Ireland is, like I'm not going to say trauma, but I'm going to say we live life pretty yeah. fast as young people. Mm. And so we can access things from grief and from trauma That's from powerful. a very yeah. early age. And I'm not saying like as an actor you have to go, oh, it's a sad scene. When was I beaten up as a kid that I can use? But you can, you think about grief, you know what I mean? Like we, I can remember going to funerals for like people like every third week when I was a kid. Like mm. we're oh, so used to grief as peop- Pacific people. Yeah. From uh, So it's just about accessing Mm. those sorts of things we, yeah. we're fortunate it's hard you know as an island kid growing up because we we get the shit stick all the time yeah but it's uh, as an adult if you whether you choose to use it or not mm. it can actually inform you to become such an amazing person mm. all of those experiences and an amazing actor I, I just love what you were just saying like what what you were saying just then like um, I think it also has the power to kind of change people's look on what a brown man looks like or or feels like or yeah. even sorry feels like what the <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, um, am I supposed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, what a brown man like actually is like exactly you know like emotionally physically and also um, just it gives an insight like this I think I think will be 
a great way where we can get an insight of of what the Usos actually feel like behind mm. the doors. Yeah. You know, and um, this is an insight into actually, I think, what happens behind closed doors and the emotions that all our, all our Usos feel mm. in general. In general. Mm. Uh, in general, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... that's, that's yeah, that's it's, it's saying thing, that. That's exactly what you're saying. Like, we are allowed to, as men have feelings yeah. we're allowed to be vulnerable and we're allowed to cry we're allowed to feel like shit and we're like we yeah. have every right to do that all this toxic masculinity shit that we've existed That's in the for yeah. a long long yeah. time has af- affected yeah. our men um and you know the the repercussions of that is that we're violent and we're we think that that's cool. Like we think that's okay to treat yeah. a woman like that. Yeah. And we think it's okay to belittle the LGBT community because of feminine, yeah. femininity. And it's not like we have to get rid of that perception that being a man means being an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not. And I, I hope this show, you know, like it strips down something so hyper masculine like sport. Yeah. And goes actually like, there are vulnerable parts of it. We just yeah. don't see it. Yeah. I've got, uh, got a question for both of you guys. Yeah. Um, so um, you were talking about um, the like actors saying like it was hard for them to, to call themselves actors. Um, <laughs> but when, um, like, what, um, f- for, this is for people that are, you know, thinking, considering it, you know, considering the acting or getting into the industry or, you know, um, you know, giving it a try for, like these are for those people out there right now, and I just wanted to ask, like, um, in in terms of your guys' experiences and stuff, what's what are some key aspects or attitudes do you think uh, they would need to require into this into this industry? Uh, I uh, the number one thing is yeah. just the desire to do so. Yeah. Mm. If you have a desire to do it, mm-hmm. um, that that's the first thing. The second thing is find your tribe wherever you are. Yeah. Find your tribe. Like, um, I think what we're doing, if you're in, and thirdly, if you're in Western Sydney, yeah, just come to my tribe. <laughs> <laughs> like, my sets are open. Like, I have no, res- like, yeah. in, in the industry, like, you, 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 there's a restriction on who can and can't come. And mm. I don't work like that. Like, yeah. They're open. Come to send, mm. send me a message. Mm. Yeah. Say when you're going to pop in and pop in. But, like, just having the desire to do so desire, is actually, yeah. actually says a lot. And wow. that's generally enough. Yeah, I, I think what I've found is you always find the people that you need mm. to help you. Yeah, in some way, hundred um, percent. They sort of our ancestors don't play. You know, yeah. they give you what you need when you need it. Mm. And um, I think just tr- sort of trust in that. Yeah, do the work, watch some films. Yeah, um, yeah, work, read some books and stuff. Mm. Hundred. Or you know, even if you have access to none of that stuff. Do something creative yeah. because mm. everything will inform. There was two years I didn't do anything yeah. when I got back to Sydney. Oh, really? I was so depressed. I didn't think I, I was going to give it up. Yeah. I was done. Like, I, was, I was so jaded by the industry. Yeah, I was it's, like, it's a real place, man. Yeah, yeah the ah. industry's fucked. Like, yeah. it, it's fucked me over. I've lost who I am and I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And so I went and worked full time. I was in a factory, hated that. Did street charity, hated yeah. that. And then I did, I was a flight attendant. Uh, and I still am, technically <laughs> still have one. Um, yeah. Uh, and I realized I can't do any of that. Like, yeah. But the thing is, I don't regret the two years I didn't do it because mm. it informed everything I am now. Yeah, and I, I spent two years gaining, gathering story. And I think uh, that's worth it. So don't, don't like judge the outside of, say if you want to be an actor and you're working in a factory, for example. Yeah. That's still useful. That's still you. useful, yeah. yeah. That's a useful of place course. to be. Yeah. 
and uh, because you are learning your hearing and you're gathering a story. Yeah. And that, oh. that can only inform you. Love that. Yeah. Uh For me, I guess it's just taking that first step mm. and yeah. like not worrying about what anyone else thinks mm. or like what they're going to say. Because I know for me, uh, <laughs> when I got tagged on the audition post, um, like the things that were going through my head was like, uh, what would my family say yeah, about me? I think, yeah. Like, what would the boys say mm. if they if they knew, like, I was doing this stuff? Yeah. And like, um, I guess it got to a point where I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I I needed to do something, nice. and so I, I took that first step. And I I think for for others out there who are looking to get into it, it's just taking that first step. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just uh, you know, follow in any creative out there that's um that's about. Our movement here, yeah. Uh, like you hear at Belasaso uh, Picks, and just follow them. You know, get Come inspired on. and take that first step. You know, yeah. show, show love, support, and like, you know, soon enough you'll find yourself involved mm. uh, in the industry. Like, yeah, you know, soon enough. Soon yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely know that you lived that. What like li- you literally live what you just said. Because eh? yeah, right, this guy has been. Su- like if th- if you don't know, Brennan's been supporting yeah. us since <laughs> Take One. <laughs> He's been a huge fan of ours think, um, since yeah. Take One. Not a fan, but a fam. I think um, on your, uh, on your <laughs> very first episode, yeah, because um, I, I loved your hot of that episode. Yeah, yeah, and like, I think because I, I haven't watched all your episodes. I think yeah. there's one or two I haven't watched, but it's your first episode. I've yeah. watched it like four or five times. Nah, more than more than four or five times. <laughs> and I. I I remember commenting on your first ever episode on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. and I tagged Fields. Uh, I put his uh, Instagram handles, uh, his, his Instagram socials, uh, yeah. into your uh, comments. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember that. And like, I, I still remember that. Like, I, I love your episode <laughs> one. And yeah, yeah so. right. you were actually the one who um, introduced us to Pelisasa Picks mm. and um, and helped us check True. it out. Check it out. Yeah, because I, I I had no idea. Um, about Pelisasa Picks or mm. anything that was happening. Mm. Yeah. And I just started seeing, like, after we started following you, we just started seeing more Parramatta, Parramatta yeah. and deity stuff. And I was like, man, this has got to be yeah. something going <laughs> on. And that's the value in sharing. Yeah. Exactly. It's such exactly. a simple act, literally two exactly. Yeah. Two presses you've shared and you could potentially open a door for someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's powerful, yeah. yeah. Even now, like, someone's probably tuning in right now and, you know, yeah. really wanting to step into something that you guys are on or a project yeah. or whatever. Totally. So, but yeah, huge shout out to you guys for, for doing that, eh? Yeah. Thanks. Um, but you got, uh, when is Parramatta coming out? So we drop Para online, yep. sort of first thing in the morning on uh, 14th of December, yeah. which is a Monday. Monday, okay. okay. And when, where, where can people watch that? So you can watch it uh, uh, on the Palace of Picks uh, YouTube, YouTube or on the Palace of Picks Facebook watch. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Facebook watch. Yeah. Still trying to figure out the nuts and bolts. The producer too, was like, like Facebook watch. Yeah. And I was like, sure. I don't know what that is. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's right. And you also got another project you're working on mm. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I was that dude that tried to do two. I actually <laughs> yeah. originally tried to do three. Yeah, I was confused. I was like, is this one yeah. or two? Like, yeah. And yeah. then I saw yeah. two titles. I was like, ah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely two. I tried to do three and the other the, the executive producer was like, <laughs> <laughs> you fucked. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and so I had to get rid of one after a like, big, um, big, like, I had to, after a big moment of me like fighting for it, yeah. and then I had to have like a mediation <laughs> <laughs> to let go of the third one. But I, I'll, I'll bring that back to life. Yeah. Yeah. But the other Come one's on, called yeah. 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 yeah, the other one's called Deity. 
um, yeah, daily I, I think is is Brendan uh, probably speak to it too, but it's um, a complete flip, I guess, from Para. Yep. On the surface, I think I think at the core it's the yep. same. The pep that the goal is the same uh, to uplift our young people. Yep. Um, but I think the method is different. Yeah. And it's the the theme and the genre is absolutely different. It's in Mount Druitt. I wanted to pay love to to the the, the place my family yeah, resettled. Yeah. Good old Mountie. Um Yeah, yeah resettled and. Um, Gave us a new life yeah, you know, nice. that we couldn't have in New Zealand because we were broke. Yeah. <laughs> but Mount Druitt gave us life. You know, for some people, they people people shit on it. Yeah, as yeah. the scapegoat of, of, of Sydney, and but for my family, it gave us a new life. So, it did, yeah. and I will okay. always pay tribute to Mount Druitt as the mm. genesis of where my family began in this country. Wow, nice. Um, and so this show was about um, offering to Mount Druitt um, love. And, and inspiring young people wow. from Mount Druitt, but as the example for everyone who was listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that, man. And and that's going to be coming out more in the in the new in the year. New year right? Yeah, so we, we dropped that on, on the 4th of <coughs> January, 2021. Nice. Um, but yeah, check that out. They're, they're, they're two very different projects. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Brendan's uh, one of the main characters in there as well. Wow, so, I mean, I'd be interested to know sort of what the experience was and oh, the difference oh. between the storytelling. Yeah. Um, like between the characters yeah. that I play, oh, so the character that I play in Deities, it's like <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a complete flip on uh, the character that that I play in Parramatta, which oh, is really? Atonil, yeah. So like, um, the character that I play in Deity is is more of a bully. Yeah, he's, he's that kind of villain character in, in, okay. the, in the series. Oh, the eye guy. Yeah, he's that And um, like you think about movies like um, what's a movie like? Shark, oh, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, like oh, those, yeah, those yeah, movies, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. that kind of guy. And oh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so like, I, I had to really step out of my comfort zone mm. and like, it, it was it was good, you know, it, it was good yeah, to, to try something new, try mm, something yeah. different um, and step out of my comfort zone, you know. Um, I, I sort of got a chance to to joke around in a way that I would joke around with the boys. <laughs> yeah, 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 So yeah, it's yeah. like, um, my character has no filter. He's like yeah. he's straight oh, savage. Yeah, that so was savage yeah. most too. So yeah, you would have loved that. everyone loves playing villains. Like I would play villains. Yeah, so like the the lines that I had, they were they were very aggressive. Yeah. Oh and wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. it was something new. Yeah. Mm. These, do you guys um shoot both films? Have you ever sh- shot both films in one day? We we sh- so the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Double wow. time. We, that. Like, we, we shot both. A, so we shot Para and Dirty in the same shoot schedule. So we, say for example, we based it on locations. Yeah. Okay. And so say for example, if, if Para and Dirty had a, say there was a house in Dirty and a house in Para. Yeah. We booked the house. Yeah. And we split the house in half. And so one half of the house was Para, one half of the house was Dirty. Yeah. So we were shooting constantly between the two. All wow. the time. So for the actors, uh, I could sort of feel sorry for them, but I sort of don't because we had done. <laughs> <laughs> the actors who were in both, they had to yeah. keep switching between characters yeah. and oh, different bro. stories. Yeah. But uh, it was like, you know. We, How many of the actors are doing both? Uh, there's quite a few. Maybe uh, Brendan. Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Keenan. Uh, maybe four. 
James. Oh, oh there's maybe six or seven. True. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's called that. cutting costs. <laughs> 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 no, but also like, you know, when, uh, in the theater world, there's a term called like a reper- repertory theater. Yeah. Okay. Where they travel shows, like three shows at the same time and they yeah. use the same actors. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And so the actors get a, a, a chance to work the muscle in different ways. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, you know, when the story, when these go out into the world and they grow, mm. the stories will take different paths, but mm. it means that these actors have more than one job. Yeah. Mm. True. You know, if they both get picked up and travel, True. they're in two different projects. So That's it's awesome. like, you know, more two jobs. <laughs> two oh, jobs. <laughs> two jobs. Jeez. Ah, all right, so I'll finish off with this question for Brendan. Um, do you actually you want to talk more about the AD or? <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. Um, so, Brendan, what's the, what's the dream, bro? Oh, what's the dream? Yeah. Like, what's the dream for now? Like, for now, what, what do you have in, in mind? What do you have in um, now that you're working with, with um, Phyllis Asapix? Honestly, like, um, <laughs> a lot of people are going to laugh at this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually going to say it right now. Like, I'm going to make this. <laughs> Let's do it. Go, Speak for it, like, bro. We're going to re-record yeah, yeah. this and post it to you every time. <laughs> like it's, it's a long shot. But, you know, with, with the support and love that uh, we're building in our, our family mm. here in Western Sydney, you know, I, I don't reckon there's, you know, there's, there's a limit to what we can do. Yeah. And I yeah. guess uh, a lot of people, like family and friends, have been teasing me mm. uh, about this show called uh, Home and Away. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. so, yeah, like I, I've, I've been thinking about it like, for a couple of weeks now, and like, yeah, yeah. you know, what if I can get onto Home and Away, home and away or if yeah. not Home and Away, because I know, like, they're finishing up, or like oh, they, they finished up. up. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, what? No, like, yeah. <gasps> my, my mom watches it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom watches that it all the time. Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if not Home and Away, then another like massive, yeah, yeah like yeah. a big uh, massive Australian TV show, yeah, TV like show, yeah, yeah. in Australian TV. Like, wow. Yeah, so so that's the dream nah. right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Bro. It's crazy. That's the first time I heard it. I love that. I love it, bro. That's mean. Yeah. I love that. Like this has kind of opened your mind to a whole like mm. bigger world, yeah. you know. And it's this little. Whoever thought that you would be dreaming that dream from a post? Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. From being tagged in a post. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. I can't believe it. Like, yeah. I've like honestly like until like it wasn't until I got um, I started working with Phil. Yeah. Like that I I realized like you know bro I I've never been. More proud to be yeah. Samoan or yeah. like just True. Polynesian. Like I've never yeah. been more yeah. proud. Like, I, I think, like, oh, how do I say it? Like, I, I never would have thought that, you know, making Home and Away or like becoming an actor would be possible mm. until mm. I, I was given like the pathway. Yeah. Like, by yeah. So, like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. ho- hopefully, like, many out there. Uh, or many others out there yeah. yeah, find the same part well I, I just want to say like on, on behalf of the Also Table Talk bro, we want to encourage you like, this is a season right now where you're going through it sounds like you're in a season where you've got the tools being given to you Yeah, you've got mentors and, and a family around you who love you who dream, this, who dream alongside you and I think that's a, a beautiful thing to have eh? um, and we want to encourage you bro keep going yeah, keep, keep going, going man. Bro. don't stop man we're gonna we're gonna send you this, this, <laughs> this recording, okay? Yeah. And we're gonna remind you, home and away, home and away. <laughs> so um, nice. like the music industry is booming right now. Yeah, yeah. And man, I feel like you guys are actually gonna be the ones that's gonna, you know, yeah. uplift the filming industry as well at the same level. Yeah. 
And I'm, yeah, I'm declaring it now, bro. This is gonna, <laughs> we'll take that. It's, we'll it's, take gonna, that. it's gonna happen, bro. Straight yeah, up. It's, it's you have our blessings. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> the things that are coming out of Western Sydney yeah. right now, honestly. Crazy. It's, it's I, insane. I like, think I said crazy. it to you before, like, was it the year that I used the term Bollywood? Yeah, Hollywood, yes, yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. I think you said yeah. that to me yeah. once as well. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's the goal. Like for me, I want people when they think of Pacific Australian <laughs> film, mm. I want them to think of Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah. That is the goal. 100%. That is the goal. Mm. I want them to be like, "Oh man, uh, have you been to Bollywood?" And yeah. Everyone knows they're talking about Western Sydney. Western Sydney. Yeah. Like, that's and that's what I want to happen. I want this to be like a port of call for Pacific story mm. and Pacific actors and Pacific filmmakers oh. in the same way that the music industry has carried us in the yeah. world as Pacific people in Western Sydney. Yeah. Um, we need to like help carry. Yeah. Come load, on. Help carry the load. Yeah. Mm. In the ways that we can. I mean, the f music is booming. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm so grateful for that. Mm. Um, but we need to play our part too. Yeah. Come yeah. on. So. Oh, bro. Yeah. That's Hollywood. Let's go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Let's go. Get used to trade market, more trade market. Oh man! All right. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, was our hot seller. Honestly, hey. we want to um, thank you so much, guys, for opening up and being vulnerable with us, um, and also letting us inside of what you guys are working on in, in the in your world. You know, you're welcome. And um, honestly, uh, make sure to check down below for the, all the details and stuff, and yeah. we'll definitely. Um, Show some some media work on our on our on our Instagram. Yeah. Yo. Um, but right now we're gonna get into the beast super. Let's go. The Uso Table Talk Podcast. I think it's Pushup Boss fan. It's Pushup Boss. Oh my fan. days, brother. What's that? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what Bisupo is, Bisupo is basically a segment where we kind of speak life and encouragement. So but right now, since we've got the special guest, uh, we have special guests, I want to give it over to the Uso um, Fia, who's going to encourage you guys with uh, the Bisupo for today. Cool. Let's go. Ooh, the pressure. Um, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, when do I start? You know, it's hard to, when I think about like providing words of inspiration for Pacific people, yep. especially like specifically to young people, who, yeah. I, who I talk to and who's, uh, who my work is specifically targeted at uh, uplifting. It's hard to not talk about where we come from mm -hmm. and actually who we were. And I think um, if, 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 there are, if, if there is an obstacle in, that is in the way of something that you want, um, I think uh, the world has taught us as specific people that we are not good enough for things mm -hmm. and that we do not deserve things. Mm. But for me it's as simple as thinking about the greatness of where we came from to start with yeah we're not taught in schools that our ancestors were the greatest navigators in the entire world yeah through our history they navigated the biggest ocean in the world for centuries trading marrying um sharing culture sharing language and um Wow, yeah. And they reduced, and colonialism reduced us to a very small pond and told us that that's where we belong. And so we never really, and this sounds very Moana like, yeah. but it is. Moana, at the core of Moana, is the same message. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wake up in the morning and be grateful that you, you have the lineage of the greatest navigators in the world <laughs> yeah. running through you. And that should be enough to like, get you through an obstacle that we deem to be huge. Yeah. But think about what they would have been encountering on yeah. their travels. Great. Storms and, and like waves and all that stuff. Mm. And yet we, uh, in 2020, we're still here. Yeah. So they did it. Like, and it's uh, up to us um, 
to, to, to work as hard and to carry on our people's uh, legacy uh, in the ways that we can um, to the same degree that they did for us. Um, so nothing is an obstacle. Yeah, nah. And if anything, you, you um, as a Pacifica person, if you think it's an obstacle to be one, it's actually your power. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a blessing. Mm, yeah. And for me, being Pacifica has always been a blessing. So I want every young person to walk through life knowing that that's a blessing that you, only you've been given. Yes. Um, and to use it uh, and to carry us with you. Um, yeah, that's my inspiration. Come on. What's up? What's up? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> wow, that was so a thousand. Hey, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's more than enough piece of support. There's never enough, bro. Never enough. <laughs> uh, but honestly, we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for oh, um, being with yeah. us on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, so we much. honestly cannot wait to check out the premiere next week. So. Yes. Oh, man. Um, make sure you check out these guys. I'll put yeah. their tags down below. Uh, yeah. Also, make sure you're following Pelisasa Picks and mm-hmm. all the stuff that they got going on there. Um, Parameter mm-hmm. Series and Deity coming out soon. Um, but yeah, mm. thank you guys. Thanks, uh, and also thank you to you guys for the work that you guys are doing yeah. you know uh, visibility is in one 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 night it has to happen on all spectrums yeah. of media so i think yeah you uh, never underestimate what you guys do because it's huge oh, for I us love that. Yeah. thank you thank you bro. oh man awesome <laughs> uh, all right I'll, I'll close us off with a prayer yeah or you want to go you want i'll do it all right all right let's pray Father God, we thank you for this um, this awesome day you've given us this uh, this opportunity just to just to be speaking life to each other, Father, and just um, um, also just being um, being in your presence, Lord. And um, yeah, we thank you for the week that you've given us. I pray that um, as we go, we just keep uh, encouraging and keep uh, loving our people. And um, yeah, we do we do that in your name. We pray, Amen. 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 All right. So um, right now, I'm gonna actually let you let you guys go, and we're gonna. Um, leave you with a trailer but before that uh, we want to say a huge shout out to uh, Bella Vista Hotel for letting us use this space also shout out to everyone in this room thank you so much for coming um, and also shout out to my fiance Moana I love you yeah what have you done wrong any shout outs nah 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 Shout out to all the fam yeah, uh, Showing love and support Both here and overseas uh, Serious job soon oh. Yeah uh, shout out to um, To my mom Yes <laughs> And my dad I love you Love you Alright <laughs> <laughs> Alright peace guys Make sure you check out this trailer We're gonna, we're gonna play for you Another year, another season. Oh, this is a footy team riffraff. Eli, Isaiah, Skamalo, Otto, and... Otto Neil. And yeah, we have a lot riding on you this season, eh? Your parents, they have a lot riding on you too, so... Welcome to Western Sydney. Welcome to the promised land. Oh, fuck you! We're not New Zealand anymore. Hey, what's up? Good times, real good times. Senorita, we're 
Bad times, some real bad times. He belonged to you? Yeah, you. You do too much for these boys. Well, if we don't look out for them, we will, eh? What I learned about footy is that people forget that our brown bodies ain't just numbers. They forget that we're island boys, and we're gonna fuck it up. Really fuck it up. Nobody needs any moves. When a brown boy up, we up and do it for the family. We up and do it so we all can eat. I put that on everything. I'm waiting on some finer things. I'm Islander, you know we put them strings. I put that on everything. I want the bag, live in luxury. So tell my family, don't give up on me. Keep on waiting, you gon' see. The figures do it so we all can eat. I dream like 23. So